Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. We got this, though. We are becoming professionals. Mine is breaking. <laughs> As I say, we're becoming professionals. Our shit is breaking. Okay. Perfect. I think we're... We're good. Why do I look quiet again? I don't know. I'm not right up in this business, though. Give me You're not. <sighs> Hello. There, there we go. go. I'm here. You got to get up in the shit. It's in my mouth, literally. Yes. <laughs> Hi, guys. In my mouth. Sorry. In the mouth. Okay. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, Quirky Crime Sisters here. Just being um, disjointed as always. Yes. Oh, my God. I got to be on. Yes, but we have a new drinking game. If you did not listen to last week's episode, every time Taylor and I screw up, you have to drink. Drink. And Is please feel free to play along at home. Um, anyway, we are the podcast. We're two sisters. I actually like to hang out with each other. Most days. Most days. Um, <laughs> talk about some captivating stories. Ooh, that was good. Get snaps, all snaps. caught up in them. Snaps. Um, <laughs> have an adult beverage or two. Or three or four or a 12 pack. Or a 12 pack. Um, while doing it. Ooh. Yes, yes. So that spunky lady over there is Taylor. Yeah. And that lady that's kind of tired but already pre-gamed without me over there is Nikki. I did pre-game. I had a beer. You know what's so sad is like that's my pre-game now is one beer. You know, though, I hope when the, when you're a mom that I get to pre-game for your children's like soccer games with you. Yes. Can we be those people? We're totally going to be those people that have like mommy juice in yes. the Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Just mimosas it's in a fine. tumbler. It's fine. We have Whatever. so many tumblers that you won't ever be able to tell. It's fine. Exactly. We'll just get the <laughs> non-wine shaped ones and... <laughs> It's fine. I actually saw this thing on, um, I think it might have been Facebook, where somebody took a lot of time to um, make sure that their Capri Sun, Mm -hmm. like they put alcohol in it, and then they used a lighter to like seal it back up. Oh my God. But it was, so yeah, it was like an alcohol infused Capri Sun. That's awesome, but just put it in a cup. (laughs) Right. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, I feel like you're going through an awful lot of trouble, but it's fine. Allie, our cousin, don't try this. Study. (laughs) Study. (laughs) Um, Okay. On that note, uh, this week we are actually talking about held captive is kind of what I went with. Humans in captivation. Humans in captivity. Can I say, and I don't know if your story has a lot about this, but I already knew this, but like human isolation, like putting someone where they get no stimulus or interaction is like one of the worst things you could do to a human. Yeah, because they have no, like, they have no skills to, right? Like, no people skills, no oh, anything. You're going to learn today. We're going to learn My case is today. really sad. Oh, I have a corkscrew real quick. So, uh, well, a couple of them. I feel like I'm mouth breathing into the microphone. Okay. <sighs> okay. Corkscrew. Um, so, one is, is that my husband and I went on a date tonight, and we went and saw the new Joker movie with um, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, how was that? Um, it was good. The, I have a hesitation only because, um, it was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. Really? Like really dark. Um, I mean, I'm and, not surprised. And it was slow. 
But the good thing is, is like what the thing that I enjoyed about it is that it's not your typical like Batman Joker movie. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally the story of the Joker and how he became the Joker. That's cool. But it really made me be like, people, we need to focus on mental illness. Like I, I don't like here's my PSA. It's a big deal and people need to focus on. I'm not saying everybody's turned out to be Joker, but I'm just saying like (laughs) it's real, though. It real though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> mental illness is like so stigmatized still and it's insane to me. But like today, yeah. <laughs> as you guys know, I am on anxiety medicines and an antidepressant. Ooh, and so caffeine. Did I mine today? Ooh, you should. <laughs> I hope I, if not, it's all right. I'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> so caffeine's not very good for me. And today I was like following one of my coworkers upstairs. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make some coffee, but I don't need caffeine. He's like, yeah, you don't drink real caffeine, do you? And I was like, no, I do. But I had too much today, so I'm going to have decaf. And he was like, what is wrong with you? I've been saying this. Have I not been saying this to you? I'm like, Taylor, why are you getting a 32-ounce flavor-infused Red Bull every day? Like, stop drinking that shit. Literally, he was like, doesn't that, like, counteract your meds? And I was like, precisely. Precisely. (laughs) Yeah, no, anyway, it's it's a thing. Um, My other corkscrew is, is that... I had to give a little shout out to my husband. Um, I I was making him listen to us on the way to the movie theater. Ooh, good. That's I, his first time, right? Yes, okay. first time. And he was appalled. Oh no! <laughs> what what episode? <laughs> the one where I spilled per- prosecco all over me, <laughs> and he was appalled and in disbelief that his wife talks like that on our show. Oh my god, he's the most dramatic. Human. He's so dramatic. And then I said, I he you know I was telling him about how I had like. Prosecco like seeping into my vagina and I made the joke about like he's not he's not a drinker and and he was like oh how dare you say that it makes it sound like I wouldn't help you out in that situation he was like just because I don't drink it doesn't mean I can't eat it (laughs) he was like all offended so I just had to clear that up (laughs) I know Don't you see him saying something like that? Oh, my God. (laughs) He cracks me up. I know. He's too much sometimes. Oh, Anyway, um, so, yeah, back to the show. We are talking about Mm. um, humans in captivity being held captive. Yes. What are we drinking? You know, we're just drinking some Michelob tonight, keeping it light. I got a little cray-cray last night, so we're just chilling tonight. How? How is it possible that we both got crazy? You know what we did last night? We had family dinner night and we played Monopoly with our parents. <laughs> and we both managed to drink too much wine. I never put it that way in my head. <laughs> right? Like, what are we doing with our lives? Well, I'm just saying, if you're not hanging out with your family and playing Monopoly and getting shwasted, you're not living life. life. <laughs> like, you know the meme of The Office where he's like, Sorry, sorry, uh, people wouldn't take birthday shots on, or wouldn't take tequila shots on your birthday, Jesus. Sorry, your party's so lame. Right. At least our family would be the family. No, we would be. Oh We're like, ooh, I bought Boardwalk. Cheers. No, actually, ours is Greeley themed. Yeah, it's so cool. Which is really funny. We were actually more savage. We were not on each other's side. Between you and my boyfriend, it was no joke. No, him and I are going to, we're going to be the last men standing and we it's going to oh, be yeah. battle royale. And our poor dad just never wins anything he but life. But he, he has just, a very he, good life. Yeah. But like gambling, games, the poor man just doesn't. He just did not win. No. Um, actually, I said that to mom today and she goes, yeah, except for me. 
And I go, or maybe losing. Oh my God. I was like as a joke. And she immediately looks at Taylor and goes, you're my favorite now. <laughs> I think this is a running joke for so long. I've said Nikki is the favorite child. But now that like <clears throat> mom's just like, now you're the favorite. Now you're the favorite, depending on the shit we say. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's starting to set in. You're like, wait a minute. Wait, mom. No. You're like, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe you did have favorites. This bitch though. <laughs> All right. On that note, let it, let's, let's go ahead and. I need to wet my whistle. Oh. oh, I didn't want to mess up my new manicure. Your new manicure. Okay, that was not great. Oh my God, what is wrong with me? I don't. So today at the nail salon, she oh didn't no. want me to bring this up, but I have to. I felt so embarrassed, but laughed so hard. It was a total accident, you guys. Total. I feel awful that this even happened, but go ahead. So, you know, like every nail salon and i'm not even gonna pretend to know if it's japanese or korean or vietnamese like there's typically those types of people working there from that culture from that race yes yes and we're not being we're not racist nikki gets her nails done today and proceeds to put her hands together and bow to the man while saying thank you (laughs) i I was just like oh my fucking god i feel awful about it because i totally like we leave and i'm oblivious to the fact that i even did it and taylor's just like she tells me that i did it and i'm like mortified she she felt so bad but and i don't think the guy even like cared at all it was more of just like oh my god it's how awkward we are don't worry (laughs) speaking of that did i tell you yesterday I was standing so close to my boss and like didn't even realize it. I was like, oh, sorry. Uh, and like stepped away. And he goes, you know, your awkwardness is one of more, your more endearing traits. You're so <laughs> I like weird. how awkwardness is endearing for you. <laughs> what just happened? I like just ripped my sweater somewhere. Drink. Drink. <laughs> Drink. We're starting the game. Okay. Anyway, let's get back to this sh- real show here. Yes. Yamas. Are you mad that I threw you under the bus? No, it's okay. It just... I felt I was literally mortified that I did that. And just so everybody knows, I truly am not meaning to do that. And it was a complete slip of the brain, mind, whatever. And I'm just so sorry. I tipped him well. If that counts for anything. I felt so bad. Okay. All right. So. I believe I go first this week. I believe that you do. And I hope yours is a little more lighthearted. Mine is really sad. Mine's starts out a little like ooh, but it ends good Good. like my yeah my i think i know who you have oh you think so well you asked iconic and then you asked me is your person these names yeah because i there were a couple i was trying to decide between go ahead okay regale me with your storytelling (laughs) i don't know what that was that was not english is what that was drink drink um you're not playing our game i am i am i swear I guess I wrote confinement, captivity. Doesn't really matter either way. This Drink. is. <laughs> <laughs> I just slid my beer across the table while making straight on contact with her. Yeah, you thought it'd be awkward? No. I'm going to tell you this story of Suzanne Jeannie Wiley. Her case is huge, okay? Okay. Start out with this her case set up so much child psychology that I'm. This case is so long, I didn't even get into like a fourth of it. And I've got like three Google Docs pages, kind of cray cray. Um, but literally, like her case set up child psychology. People studied her, and I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit and explain why. But yeah, just know, just oh, know, it's gonna be bananas. So Susan was born in 1957 in Arcadia, California. 
She was the last of four children born, only two of which survived, um, which includes her. Oh, wow. Her father was a flight mechanic who served in the military and continued his aviation work after his discharge. Couldn't find more about his discharge because I was very curious about it. Yeah, like why? Yeah. yeah. I need to take a breath and slow down. <laughs> okay. And don't say basically. I'm, I haven't yet. That's so good. Yes. Yes. Okay. In his early childhood, he was a resident of many different orphanages. Um, his father was killed as a result of a lightning strike, which is like bananas to me. That's so uncommon. I know. Although some guy posted the other day on Facebook a picture of him. Like, I think he was like, it was either TikTok or Facebook, but he was like filming himself and literally lightning struck right next to him. Oh. And he, the, his facial expressions, he's like, what the fuck? That's so scary. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, And his mom ran a brothel. Go her boss queen. Oh, get I it. I want to run so she was super absent from his life because she was getting that money. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't brought up in the brothel. Right? Yeah. Kind of weird. So to make things worse, his mother gave him a feminine first name, um, which made him often the target of frequent bullying. Rude. I know. You have a boy name. Yeah, it's, 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 it's 50-50 It's now. 50-50, yeah. yeah. It just depends. When you were born, it was definitely not... A girl name. I would say I have the more masculine spelling because I'm T-A-Y-L-O-R. Like, I've seen more girls as T-A-Y-L-E-R. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I don't like it. I've known several girls like that. Um, This caused Susan's dad to harbor extreme resentment towards his mom. Because, sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Children, minds, whatever. Um, This resentment leads many people to believe that this is the stem of his abuse on Susan, and this will all be described later, but just have that in your mind. It can start with one trauma and just leak from there. I'm sorry, I have to cut in and tell you your forehead looks amazing. Does it? Yeah. I have Botox. It's fine. Your baby tox is looking real good, girlfriend. And then whatever makeup you're using. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, My boys, somehow I let it leak, but I get Botox. So I'll like have a boy walk by and be like, raise your eyebrows. And <laughs> <laughs> they're up. like challenging you. Well, because I was at the spa or like, I don't even know what to call it. I guess it is a spa technically. And yeah. our lady, she's fucking incredible. She is RN Medi Spa in Greeley. We love her. We love her. Her name's Regina. She's like the most beautiful queen. But she was like... Having me raise my eyebrows, she could put the Botox in. She's like, okay, raise your eyebrows. I was like, I am. And she's like, <laughs> I swear. Anyway. Anyway, thank you. Yeah, nice corkscrew, but yeah, it's yes. looking good, girl. Um, eventually, when her father reached adulthood, he changed his name, and him and his mom actually started to spend time together, which did the flip opposite. So he actually got like a strange fixation on her. Weird, okay. Yeah. Yeah, kind of interesting. Um. So when he met Susan's mother, his new wife, I did not get into names for some reason. It's okay. Um, It's fine. He always treated any relationship, including hers, as second best to his mother, which is really weird. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Ladies, you can screw up your sons. Mm Mm-hmm. For any future woman. I was wetting the whistle. (laughs) Whistle. Um. This is said to have caused him to be extremely abusive to Susan's mother, who depended on him due to a head injury. Well, that's sad. So Susan's mother was about 20 years younger than her father and was from just a little farm family. She came to California. She was robbing the cradle. I know, right? Holy shit. 20 years. 20 years. Okay. She came to California to escape the Dust Bowl with her family, and that's 
you know, that's where she met her. Um, and during Susan's early childhood, her mother was in an accident, which left her with a severe head injury that made her have vision problems, specifically in one eyeball. She was pretty much blind and then was losing her vision in the other. Aww. So she was pretty dependent on Him. Susan's father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Susan's father did not want children, but about five years into the relationship, they became pregnant. Um, the first child died from pneumonia. Because her father found her cries disturbing and put her in the garage. Oh. She died at 10 weeks old. Oh, my God. We're starting off well. Their second boy was born from about a year later with a disease that ultimately left to his death. They actually think he choked on his mucus. Oh. Um, it was like this whole complicated disease. I'm not even going to get into it. But all three subsequent children had it. He was just the most severe. So he died. That's two kids down. Jeez. Um, their third child was also born with the same RH incompatibility, but was outwardly healthy. The father made his mother keep him quiet, which not only caused physical delays, but also language delays. Um, the maternal grandmother eventually became concerned and took him for a while, and he made progress in her care because it's a healthy, stimulating environment, but then he ended up going back for whatever reason. Wait, it, would that be Susan's mother's mom or Susan's father's mom? Susan's mother's mom, maternal okay. grandmother. Okay, because I'm like, it, not 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 the one that was like living in or doing the brothel thing because she didn't even take care of him. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, Susan was not born until about five years later. She was born underweight and to make matters worse, her father began to isolate the family from the outside world. This was the start of it. Perfect. Isolation is very abusive. Uh, yes. Um, so she also had to wear a splint for a hip dislocation she was born with, and this made her be like a super late walker. Um, I got hip problems. I feel you, girl. <laughs> and back then, when was this? This was... Yeah, I was just going to ask you, what year was this again? 1957. Okay. Um, which essentially made her father assume she had a mental deficiency, and he stopped interacting with her as soon as that happened. What an asshole. Yeah. So he's um, a real winner is what we're saying. Yeah, literally. He also encouraged his wife and the other son to do the same. The son was about four years older than her. Um, The grandmother, so the paternal grandmother. Uh-huh. There, thank you. Yeah, um, Was actually killed in a hit and run and immediately her father became blind with rage so actually because he was obsessed with his own mother he's obsessed with his own mother yeah. now and his son was walking with the grandma when she got hit by a bus drink oh <laughs> i hit my drink i'm really trying to breathe enough it's really hard you're feeling puggy not even i'm just not breathing you're just like <sighs> um so he also like blamed the son for it which is like a whole of other course. thing of course but he moved the whole family into her house and left everything as it was an homage to her. It was like a weird shrine. Yeah. Um, this is when he began to believe he was protecting his family from the outside world, when in reality he was causing more harm than good. What's really sad about this is like you want to hate this guy, but he was doomed from the beginning from the way that he was raised. Yeah. Granted, you could choose to change it, but at that time, I don't think people really realized that they had, like, the resources to be different or be better than their circumstance. Oh, especially, we were talking about the whole mental illness stigma. Yeah, exactly. So much worse back then. Like, we're oh, yeah. not great, but we're making strides, right? 100%, yeah. So, in Susan's childhood, he locked her in the back room of the house, completely away from the family, um, 
because the whole family slept in the living room but she slept in the back this is where it gets heavy you ready oh i know i'm gonna take a drink first you should okay um so for about 13 hours a day she was tied to a potty chair that restricted her oh poor baby they described it as a sort of makeshift straight jacket onto the the potty chair she would wear a diaper and could only move her extremities some nights he would tie her to a sleeping bag and put her in a crib with a metal screen over it and she could not move her arms or legs what the hell it is also believed that there were nights where he could he would just leave her on the potty chair i know i can't that's yeah i told you this was heavy um, if she made any sound, he would beat her with the large blank he left in the room. He grew out his nails to scratch her and would bark and bare his teeth like a dog. The fuck? If he suspected she was doing something she shouldn't be, he would stand outside the door and make dog noises, which instilled an intense fear of dogs in her. Oh, poor baby. I know. Um, it was also believed she was objected to sexual abuse. Um, researchers basically, oh, there's the basically drink drink (laughs) you were doing so good (laughs) one basically is fine i just caught myself (laughs) you were doing so good uh researchers believe that the father made her brother abuse her like sexually abuse her um and the reason they thought this was she would actually masturbate in public when she was released in like inappropriate situations susan was fed as little as possible and never with solid food um, and they often just shoved the food into her face until she choked on it or, like, rubbed her face in it. What the fuck? And she was kept in an almost completely dark room. So the only thing in there and was... this like, was all at, like, her dad's doing. Basically, the mom... I, basically, you said it. Take a drink. Well, ba- this is different. Like, I, I'm saying, like, basically, it's mostly him. The mom had a pretty severe disability and relied on him and was being abused herself. Right, so, it, yeah, he, he kind of started it all, and she just had to go along with it, and yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, in October of 1970, when Susan was about 14 years old, her brother had already ran away from home. So Thank he's gone. God. He's 18, he's gone. Um, her mother took her when her father was out of the house and went to her own mother's. Okay, maternal yep, grandma. yep. Um, and her mother decided to attempt to get disability benefits. Well, disability office and the social services office are in the same building. Guess who walks into social services? Mm. Um, immediately, they all swarmed her and were asking her questions. And they all thought she was six years old, when she, in reality, she was 14. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, the cops were called and both of her parents were um, arrested on the spot. And Susan was put into the children's hospital in L.A. afterwards. But before justice could ever be served, Susan's father committed suicide. Fuck you. I was like, I was waiting for that. Yeah, I was like. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm not putting down anybody who commits suicide. Like, I'm not saying that that's not okay if that's what you choose for yourself. But in this situation, it sounds like he only did it as his way out because he was going to be going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, super sad. Yeah. Um, the charges against her mother were dropped, however, because they felt she was coerced into it. Right. Yep. Um, Susan was named Jeannie in order to conceal her identity. Um, she was, at the time, so she was 14 years old. At the time of her rescue, she was four foot six inches and only weighed 59 pounds. Oh, poor baby. I, I know the struggle is real when you're short. 
I get it. She gets it. I get it. Um, she had two full sets of teeth because her baby teeth didn't fall out because how would they? Weird. Okay. Um, she had thick calluses on her butt from the potty chair restraint. Yep. Um, it was also determined she couldn't focus on anything further than 10 feet away, which mm. were the dimensions of the room she was stuck in. Oh, my God. Insane, right? She couldn't chew any solid food because they didn't give her solid food. Right. Um, and she walked with the bunny walk. Uh, she couldn't extend any of her limbs and had very poor endurance. Aww. So she kind of like hopped around, walked kind of. Poor baby. Which I watched a documentary this week and it was sad to see, but they always talk about how this kiddo, like, she it was nonverbal. She. Yeah. She couldn't. like. She, well, she couldn't be because if she made any noise, her yeah fuckhead of a father would like torture her so she had zero language she you know had a bunch of things wrong with her but everyone was like she was so captivating and when she warmed up like she was just you know right um she also which is really interesting and there was a case of a feral child a long time ago but he she didn't respond to any type of extreme temperature Hmm. so no hot no cold interesting she constantly spit because she didn't know anything better. And when they tested her mental capacity, it was that of a 13-month-old. <gasps> oh. um, through research and treatment, she was able to make progress. Like, she had a whole team and there was a whole yeah. research grant given to her, which opened a ton of, like, how do I say this? Ethical problems of, like, do we research this child or do we rehabilitate her? Like, right. And it was like, a what whole are we thing. doing? Yeah. And a yeah. lot of the researchers became more like foster parents, which was also ethically wrong. And if you want to, you should really, it's an older documentary. It's called The Wild Child. And it's all about the research phase of this. So less of what I said, kind of, and more about researching her and the downfalls of that and people like fostering her and what happened there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically, at the end of the time of her hot... Oh, you said basically. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing so good. <laughs> I know. So at the end of all this, though, there was a whole lawsuit. They ended the Genie Project. It was a whole thing. Um, like I said, I didn't get into that part. But- Which is so sad because they, it's like, they, you know, your heart goes... Uh, I don't care how human you are. And I mean, I don't care how much you want to, like separate your work from your personal feelings when it comes to something like this like how can you not yeah i mean i know you have to do it a lot but it's like it's hard yeah and her main psychologist was one of her foster parents for three years yeah and that's and that's like is that good or is that bad is it i mean you know it brings up all these other questions it's not but in he he made such great he was like, I want to be there for every major life event because I need her to make a healthy attachment. So I'm going to yeah. be there in the morning. I'm going to be there at night. Yeah. He's like, I would tuck her in. I would read her a story. And it's like, research is so funny like that where it's not considered valid in that sense. But yeah, basically, though, but- fuck. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> it's my transition word. It is your transition <laughs> word. It's OK, because my we talked about this. Mine's actually it, but yes. I'm not. I just don't type it out anymore. I didn't type it out. It just came out naturally. Yeah. Oh, girl. However, at the end of the time of her time at the hospital, she began going through different foster homes and the subsequent unstableness caused Jeannie to lose the progress she had made. Oh, see, that's sad. Um, she actually even went back with her mother for a period of time in the foster care system. Um, but her mom couldn't take care of her because she had her own disabilities yeah and Jean yeah. was like such high 
needs. Of course. Um, it was, she also lost almost all the language she had made. Aww. So now she lives in an adult nursing home and her location is confidential because she's protected. Oh. But that's her. I mean, she never really developed past that. And so they actually, part of what they believe now and why part of her was so pivotal is because they believe that once you pass a certain point if you haven't developed language by then you can't that it didn't it just didn't stick it didn't retain yeah wow yeah well thanks for that sad ass story it was sad but it felt important no you did a great job thanks i'm just like (laughs) i probably did my best on this case huh i probably did my best on this case because i just got so into it and so involved and like i said Really watch that documentary if you can, just because your heart breaks for her, but it just shows you, like, yeah, we know you can fuck up your children, but look how bad this can get. Yeah, like, that was real bad. But if nothing else, it showed me the resiliency of humans. Like, yeah, no, and you know what? Um, That's a good segue into mine, Um, because mine had, like she she's she's great like the resilience at the end of it is great oh oh, hey we're holding hands again we're gonna hold hands again drink yay drink (laughs) all right well again good job thanks sad ass but good job i know (laughs) um i might be emotionally scarred after that oh my god they did rip my sweater (gasps) like bad like not even a little bit well that's sad you wore it once Oh, I have a gift for you. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Can you give it to me live on the air? Yep. Oh, my God. What is this? Wait till you read what it says. Oh, my God. (laughs) It is a tank top that says, I'm a nervous Rex with the Toy Story dinosaur on it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Isn't that great? This is so me. I was like, this is perfect for Taylor. She is a nervous Rex. I love this. This is amazing. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. This is so me. Um, And for my sweater, I bet my mother-in-law will fix it. Yeah, somebody can fix it for you. My God, this is the greatest sweater. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it today when we were shopping and I was like, Mom, we have to get this. I'm totally going to wear it tomorrow. (laughs) I figured you would. Um, I'll have to wear a sweater over it, but so worth it to wear that. (laughs) Right? Okay. So let's get back the story um i'm doing a very iconic one um it it's you know some somewhat recent compared to the others i've done jamie Kloss. no i decided against jamie smart i'm doing elizabeth smart Ooh, i've never actually looked into this case i just know the name you know the name right like the name is very iconic our grandma's such a worry wart and she used to talk to me about elizabeth smart and then that chick that went down to like the bahamas and disappeared or whatever are you thinking about the one that went over to europe Natalie Holloway. Yeah. 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 And then she disappeared. Okay. Um, By the way. Okay. So. So, yeah, I'm doing Elizabeth Smart. Um, I think a lot of people know this, and I'm kind of in your same boat. Like, I knew of her, and I've heard of her, but I didn't know the, like, story behind it. Yeah. So, it was interesting. Um, but Elizabeth Smart was born November 3rd, 1987, in Salt Lake City, Utah, to Louise and Edward Smart. Um, so, she was a little bit younger than me. Only two years younger than me. Um, she was the second child of six. Oof. I know, right? That's too many. And of those six, four were boys. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Girlfriend. I know. Um, and was raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
Do That's already... Don't get me started on that. I'm so sorry, but every true crime religion one has started with that the LSD church. And you know what? It, for me, it's not even that all LDS. of them. It was the... Um, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I was trying to say LDS, but I said LSD. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, stupid, and I didn't even catch it. I just kept going. <laughs> Drug okay, drink. versus church. I think church. they treat it like it, when you drink the Kool Aid, it becomes a drug in those places. It's true. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. Oh okay, my God, Taylor, and, and I didn't catch it. Okay. Um, no, what I was gonna say is the one that really gets me is the and I talked about it before, but the Powell case. Oh yeah, because he was, and because I listened, like I I know that case like mm-hmm. pretty thoroughly. That's the one that I'm like, ooh. It's not good. No. It's but, good. you know, I, I'm making a judgment call. Sorry. Um, anyway, so Elizabeth was said to be kind, shy, and obedient, as well as smart. So smart was smart. Smart, smart. Imagine that. Look at that. I mean, smart, I feel smart. like you have to be smart to have that last name, right? <laughs> Otherwise, really you're like, they're like, that's the dumb smart. <laughs> that's one of the four brothers. That's one of the four brothers. He's dumb. Um, and uh, she... Uh, so as as well as being smart, she started playing the harp when she was five. Jeez, that's smart. Right? That's some smart smarts. That's a smart smart right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, she was also a skilled equestrian and a distance runner, which, fuck that. I mean, good for you. Get it, girl. But I am not running unless being chased. This child has more talent in her pinky toe than I have in my whole body. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was reading this and I was like... Well, now I feel lame. I was like, yeah, don't you feel bad about yourself? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I've accomplished nothing. Great. I sure do Uh, as well. Yeah. Um, So it was June 4th, 2002. um, And if we do the math, that makes her 14. (laughs) (laughs) I went ahead and used my fingers. Do you have that many fingers? Well, you know. You count some of them twice. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Anyway... I used my smarts to counter rage. <laughs> um, so Elizabeth and her family were attending a year, uh, or excuse me, end of the year award ceremony at her school. Elizabeth won several awards for physical fitness and academics. Mm-hmm. Again, she was smart. Um, it was a little after midnight when Elizabeth was woken up to the sounds of footsteps and then a cold metal on her cheek. Oh, God. What the fuck? Um, at this point, a man whispered to her, quote, I have a knife to your neck. Don't make a sound. Get out of the bed and come with me or I will kill you and your family. (laughs) Creepy AF. Yeah. Um, the kidnapper then took Elizabeth out of her house and walked her through the forest for hours till he came to a camp where his wife was waiting for him. That's so weird. Yes. Drink. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> You're like, I need a drink. I just drank that. Nothing went wrong, but I wanted to drink. It's weird. It was said that the kidnapper thought he was a prophet named Emmanuel. And he ended up performing a weird wedding ceremony as he was a polygamist and declared that Elizabeth was now one of his wives. No. Yeah. That's not how that works. You don't just going to claim people like left and right willy nilly. <laughs> well, he thought he was a prophet. So no, you're not a like, prophet. I get to claim you. You mine now. No. It's like a dog when they like pee, pee on, on the something. They're like mine, mine. Hmm. Yeah. He's like my boy dog. <laughs> Pretty much. And mine. 
Um, where was I at? Let's. Oh yeah, he then consummated the marriage by raping Elizabeth. Elizabeth said, "Quote: I tried to fight him off." She also said, "Quote: A fourteen-year-old girl against a grown man doesn't even out so much." No, you're not wrong. No, she's not wrong, baby girl. You're not wrong. No, Elizabeth was held against her will for nine months. During this time, the kidnappers moved her back and forth between California and Utah. I, I, didn't, I didn't read more into why they did that. It's just what they did. He, um, the kidnapper would rape her daily, sometimes multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kept her tied to a tree and fed her mass amounts of alcohol and drugs. Okay. I thought they didn't believe in that shit. I don't think they do. Right? So, like... I don't think they believe in rape either. <laughs> well, I don't think they believe in rape or kidnap or any of those things, but I'm just saying, like, you got to draw the line somewhere, you would think, right? You'd think, but I guess not in this case. We just go all out. We knew what we want. God wants this for me, don't you know? Because he's... <laughs> <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know? Oh, Who golly. are you to get in my way of my desires? Oh, golly jeepers. <laughs> so I he... prayed for this. He would even feed her, or he wouldn't feed her for days at a time, which brought her close to starvation. I All think the I while, a, huh? Nope, go for it. What? Ooh, drink. I I think I have a morbid thought. Oh, okay. I feel like I would want to be pretty drugged up. I mean, for real, like just to get through it. Just, I mean, yeah. yeah like I'm thinking about being hungover, <laughs> but. <laughs> Like, no, you know, you like at night, I don't know. I just, I, I, is, does this make sense? Am I just babbling like a baboon? You're definitely babbling like a baboon and I'm trying to follow you, but. Like, it's not, I feel almost happy that he drugged her at least a little bit. <laughs> right. Because it almost like takes it away, like numbs the pain a little a bit. A little bit. It's Oof. not so, yeah. Poor thing. That's, I mean, that's scary as shit, but like at yeah. least it wasn't super coherent hopefully yeah well while he was starving her he was also trying to convince her that he was a prophet yeah (laughs) and trying to convince her um she needed to believe in his religious views like she needed to be a part of his religion and i'm once again i'm like dude all of this shit that you did makes you not a good like religious person (laughs) sorry but it just doesn't that's not how this works that's not how any of this works that's not how any of this works uh, after several months of Elizabeth being gone, it dawned on her little sister Mary Catherine that the man she saw that night looked like a man that worked on their house and he called himself Emmanuel. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. It turns out Mary Catherine and Elizabeth shared a room and Mary Catherine pretended to be asleep while Elizabeth was being taken um, as she was terrified. Good girl. I mean,. I don't know how old she was here. I didn't research that because she's, there was only two girls and, but I'm just saying like, if you and I are sharing a room and somebody tries to kidnap you, I'm fucking going ape shit. Like I'm going all out and I know that's probably not the right thing to do. Not necessarily. And she was young. So I'm not like, I'm not degrading. Like again, you don't know what you would do in that situation. 
but I'd be kicking some ass. As I said, that's our, that would be our response. Yeah. But granted, we're grown me- women. As I say, grown men. <laughs> <laughs> we we're I do now? not have a wanker. Yes. yes. Um, wanker? Isn't that like British for penis? <laughs> you wanker you is wank- how you say it. <laughs> you wanker. I don't think it's like I have a wanker. It's like you're calling somebody like an asshole. You wanker. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is sober. <laughs> the scary part about this oh my god moving on okay um so mary Catherine later said quote i was scared i couldn't do anything i was just shocked petrified i didn't know what to do knowing someone had come into my bedroom and taken my sister but luckily thanks to her sister's remembering what the kidnapper looked like the police were able to determine that emmanuel was in fact brian david mitchell and his wife, Wanda Barzi, in February of 2003, the story aired on America's Most Wanted. The story also included a picture of Brian because they figured out who he was. So, yeah. yeah, right? Crazy. You made it to America's Most Wanted. That's pretty intense, actually. Good job, Prophet. Emmanuel. Um, it's facetious. <laughs> On March 12th, 2003, someone out walking recognized Brian and Elizabeth. This was even after she was wearing a wig, sunglasses, and a veil. Because that's not suspicious. Yeah, it's not weird at all. Not weird at all. That's like, the, isn't it Jamie Kloss where they were all wearing like the straight up nun outfits or whatever and we're all like walking across the street together? <laughs> you know what? I don't even know, but that sounds probably right. Yeah. <laughs> so... It took years. Nope. Just kidding. Okay. No. No. I'm right. Drink. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this game is turning into more fun of just catching each other. It is. It is. Um, he notified police who were able to arrest Brian and his wife and return Elizabeth to her family that same night. Wow. Right after nine months. Poor girl. It's a long fucking time. That's a pregnancy. It is. Luckily, she did not have any children with by this man. Thank the Lord. Right? That was at sprouting age. Right? <sighs> um, It took years for Brian to ever go to trial, though, because his mental illness was heavily questioned, of course. So they were playing upon that. And, you know, again, after having just talked about mental illness being a real thing and, like, listening to your story, it really is... But there's also a line to that of like. Right. Absolutely. There's culpability. Yeah. Like there's still. It, both can be true. He may yes. need to go to jail, but he also may still need some serious help. Uh, 100%. And that's where our system fails. Yes. We need to mend the two. Exactly. we have like one or the other. Right. It's like it, you're either mentally ill or you just did this shit. And it, you know, there's no. There could be an in between. There, Yeah. Exactly. Anxiety made me do some crazy shit at one point. And I'd like to say that wasn't me, but I wasn't stupid. It you, though. It me, though. <laughs> My anxiety, it me. It you, though. I'm a nervous uh, okay. wreck. So on December 10th, 2010, finally, 2010, they found her in 2003, 2010 is when he finally went to trial. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why? Uh, they were questioning his mental illness. Jesus. Yeah. I know. It took a long, long right time. Right to a speedy and swift trial, just out the fucking door here? Apparently. <laughs> So he was found guilty of kidnapping and transporting a child across state lines for felony. sexual purposes. What? Your bitch ass got hit with a felony. Oh, yeah. Felony for sure. 
for just shout. transporting a child transporting it's transporting a child across state lines for sexual purposes no no i'm saying like even just transporting like a kidnapped child across state lines is a felony as well oh okay. i'm pretty sure what you've been doing in your spare time don't you worry about it <laughs> our search histories would get us down for life no we're, we're on multiple lists um anyway so the he was actually sentenced to life in prison as he should have been. Great. Fuck what you're going through, sir. <laughs> um, his wife, Wanda, was also found guilty and received 15 years for her part. Not enough. Not enough. Oh my she God, was a enough. full... I mean, and I guess I don't really know too much about them, and I didn't really get into like their relationship and stuff, but it could have been similar to what your lady was going through, where you know she was being abused, too. Ooh. I'm so sorry. Drink? Yeah, drink. It's past my bedtime. Shit. Past my bedtime, y'all. Nikki. <laughs> it is late. We're recording after I got off. I know. So it's 11 o'clock right now, which is late for us. It's this is my else. bedtime. Okay. Anyway. Uh, after this very traumatizing ordeal, Elizabeth has come out on top and is a very inspiring woman. So this is the good part of the case, okay? I'm ready. She at one point took her family on a hike through the forest to the camp where she was originally taken to and said, quote, I felt great. I felt triumphant. Good for you. Right. She also said, quote, I don't think it's worth spending time in the past. She added, it's not something I think about if I feel like I want to retell my story to someone. I will. But I don't have to. I don't talk about it much. I really don't care to. Good for you. Right? So she's like, I'm not living in the past. It's all like, I'm moving forward. Good for you. Exactly. that. Elizabeth went on to go back to school and she graduated high school in 2006 and then went to Bingham Young University to study music performance. She also became an activist on behalf of kidnapped survivors and children of violence and sexual abuse. Good for you. She also became a public speaker and helped to write the United States Department of Justice 2008 handbook for kidnapped survivors called You Are Not Alone, The Journey from Abduction to Empowerment. I I love love that. that. Right? I love that. I love that. Yes. In 2009, Elizabeth moved to Paris for a missionary trip and she met fellow missionary Matthew Gilmore and married him in 2012. And they eventually had two children together. In 2011, however, though, she launched the Elizabeth Smart Foundation, which provides research for trauma victims and their families, as well as empowering children. Yes. Exactly. Yes, queen. I know. This bitch turned out amazeballs. Um, in 2013, she released a memoir entitled My Story. She, and, and really, that's, again, where I kind of left it is, like, she truly is a badass and, like, an inspiration. Awesome. She took her shitty nine months and she let it give feel her power instead of letting it take her power away from her yeah she coped yeah she and and she made it better and she's and i i mean she took a a shitty situation and just said you know what this isn't going to define me and as a matter of fact it's going to help define me be a better person and help others oh that's amazing which is so phenomenal um my case this week i really got from biography.com they have a whole thing on her, oh, which cool. was a really cool story. And it was published in 2014. But yeah, this girl, like, get it, queen. That's amazing. Right? I love everything about that. So that's why I was like, mine starts out sad, but it, like, turns, like, very inspiring. Good. I'm glad that happened. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's so cool. And I, you know, I've always felt so selfish for saying it, but I work with offenders every day. Yep. I've always struggled with victims, not because I don't have empathy for what they went through, but because they, a lot of times in my experience, don't harness that to make them like to move forward. They harness it to let it hold them back, which is like. I totally get it. Like I said. Well, and everybody's story is different. So you're not putting that down by any means. But right. it, in a lot of, but you're right. A lot of times, unfortunately, people take something and instead of letting it um, fuel them to be more empowered, they like, they enjoy living in that. In that sorrow piece, which yeah. I, I, I don't understand. And I, I don't mean that in like, and I, like, I don't understand like their dumb way. Like I just physically myself don't understand that. Yeah. So. This like amazes me. Yeah, no, she's she's amaze balls. Poor sheezy. That's cool. Well, thanks. Good job. Thanks. I liked it. Once I got going, I was like, oh yeah, this bitch though. This bitch. She's fucking awesome. Get it, queen. I'm a hundred percent that bitch. bitch. (laughs) Um. Okay. So, ooh, you want me to go first so you can finish the Florida man's? Yes. So even though we ended on a semi-lighter note, we're going to lighten this bitch right up and do our corky clippings. We have double the corky clippings because we both showed up to the party prepared. We did. (laughs) These bitches were prepared tonight. (laughs) And I picked these with my boys so you know they're funny because I made teenagers laugh. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) A caller on West Point Avenue reported that a belligerent squirrel was preventing him from using their boat dock. (laughs) <laughs> the caller said he knew nothing could be done about it, but he wanted officers to know what kind of squirrels are running about in the community. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need Zoe up in there to do yes. some law enforcement. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. That damn belligerent squirrel. Um, Drunk man wakes up inside shipping container bound for Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. He's like, what? That's one hell of a party. That was one hell of a party. <laughs> An Oak Hill community couple discovered a thief in their home when a man when the man told a joke and heard a laugh upstairs. <laughs> and of course, my boys, they're incarcerated. But he's like, that's when you know you shouldn't be a criminal. <laughs> right? You're telling jokes and they're like laughing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Um, police are looking for a man who tried to rob a Wendy's while wearing a plastic bag over his head. Police Lieutenant Tom Basham told the Orange County Register that the man pulled up to the drive-thru window, pointed a gun at the server, and demanded money. The server then closed the window and walked away. <laughs> like, get out of here, son. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, some, like, disgruntled teenager that just wants to get off his shift and just like, yeah, whatever. He's like, and, like, fuck like, it. Sh- fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I saved the best for last, and I thought of you. Oh, great. Goat accused of robbery. <laughs> Police in Nigeria are holding a goat on suspicion of attempted armed robbery. <laughs> Vigilante seized the black and white goat, saying it was an armed robber who had used black magic to transform himself into an animal trying to escape <laughs> yes. after trying to steal a Mazda 323. The goat driving a car. <laughs> a spokesman for the police in the eastern state of Karara said the goat is in our custody. Vigilante saw some hoodlums attempting to rob a car. One escaped while the other turned into a goat. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what kind of goat? A fainting goat? If it was a fainting goat, that'd be even better, right? <laughs> oh, those are good. Those are hard to follow up, but I like it. I like it. Um, oh, so this is this is also one that made me think of you, which is really funny because you had one similar. But uh, drunk Florida man attempts to ride bike through Taco Bell drive-through 
and gets in a fight with the police. Oh my god. (laughs) I would so do that at night drunk. You guys don't understand this girl when she gets drunk like screams at me that she just needs Taco Bell. It's pretty bad. I feel awful. I'm like, just Taco Bell. Like, we were literally in the drive-thru and I was like, Taco Bell. Yeah, she wouldn't shut up. And I'm like, Taylor, we're the next car to get our food. She's all, I just need Taco Bell. I'm like, yes, I know. So anyway, elderly Florida man caught masturbating in McDonald's parking lot. Claims his privacy was invaded. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, you stupid stupid. (laughs) Sticking with the masturbation. um, Florida man sets apartment complex on fire after manager told him he needs to stop masturbating in front of the windows. (laughs) He's like, fuck this. Burn it up. One yeah. of my boys recently threw a whole stack of red flags. Which So red flags are like our contract of like, you did something pretty egregious. So you're going to be kind of grounded for 72 hours or whatever. But they have to sign the stupid piece of paper, which is a pain in the ass. But he took a whole stack and put them in the microwave and lit them on fire <gasps> with the microwave like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't there. That's the only reason I find it funny. Otherwise, I'd probably be pissed. But right, but you're like, I didn't have to deal with that. Out of context, it was hilarious. Um, and I thought you would appreciate this one. So, Florida man pokes girlfriend in the eye after she served him waffles instead of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. Did she fucking talibed him? <laughs> he talibed her. Oh, like never mind. Doink. Like bitch, I wanted pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> pancakes <laughs> um so yeah those were mine this week good job right yes i liked yours as well i liked the double action um oh yeah so i think that's it wow we made it we made it through Woo-hoo. why do i feel this way every week where i'm like oh my god we made it i don't know me too especially tonight but again guys please um we we are on facebook instagram yeah every outlet that you listen to us on oh. please like us give us a rating um we yeah. did you were gonna say something yeah we're figuring out our patreon that's what i was gonna say we got flat so we didn't get flagged i was an idiot when i set up our patreon i was like oh do you have adult content and i'm like yeah dude i totally have adult content yeah like we're drinking we're talking about crime or whatever they actually meant on our patreon page so basically we got flagged which means we can't get searched up so i'm in the process of fixing that yes so So stay tuned hopefully by next week we'll have it fixed and we would of course love everybody to be patreons as well um but yeah on that note we will see you guys Hopefully not the same time next week. (laughs) Hopefully not. Not this same time. But we have decided that we are going to step up our game and make sure that we are posting for you guys every Friday morning. So no more guessing as to when it's coming out every Friday morning. All right. And on that, yamas. Yeah. That was an aggressive yamas.